Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone. You are tuned in to Calvary Live. So glad to be with you on this Tuesday before Thanksgiving. What a what a blessing it is for us to have this hour where you can call in and you can ask questions or you can give your prayer requests. As you just heard, uh, the call-in number is 303-690-3000, and I invite you to call in to ask your questions, to give your prayer requests, 303-690-3000. I want to welcome everyone, uh, whether it's evening time on the East Coast as you're listening or afternoon on the West Coast. we got people listening from all over the country, even international listeners, and so, so grateful that we can join on the 22nd of November here, Tuesday before Thanksgiving. This is a very special time for all of us, but it is also a very special time, um, not only Thanksgiving, but the season that we're entering into with Christmas coming. And uh, we as Christians have so much to be thankful for. So I just want to let you know all the lines are open. Grab one of those open lines right now. The hour goes by quickly. I'd love to talk with you and answer your questions. But also what I'd like to do on this Tuesday before Thanksgiving is to let me know what you're thankful for. And it's so important for us as Christians to be thankful uh, in our hearts. Uh, all throughout the Bible, we're told to. And it's important for us to have a heart of gratitude and thankfulness uh, because we do have reason to be thankful. We have eternal life through Jesus Christ. We have relationship with the Father. Uh, we have the body of Christ that we belong to. Uh, we can sit down and write the many blessings uh, that God has graced us with. And uh, even though we go through the difficulties and the hardships, and it might be even a hard time of the year for you right now as we enter into the holiday season, we have needs. Uh, we we go through losses. We have challenges. Whatever the case may be, we, we do have reason to be thankful in all things because we have the Lord and we have his promises and his love remains with us. And so I'd love to talk with you to answer your questions, to pray for you if you need prayer this Thanksgiving. But also I'd like for you to just tell me what you're thankful for. I think it's important for us to express that to others, being thankful for what the Lord has done in our lives. Psalm 105 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people and sing to him, sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous works and glory in his holy name. And let the heart of those rejoice who seek the Lord, seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face evermore and remember his marvelous works, which he has done. So let me know what you're thankful for. And and I just want to say I'm very thankful for uh, Grace FM. I want to welcome all of those who are listening live today on Grace FM along the Front Range. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado, up into southern Wyoming. The sun is setting, and um, and perhaps you're on your way home from work, or or maybe you're just preparing for the holiday. Maybe you're doing some shopping. Love to talk with you. Give me a call. All open lines right now at 
690-3000 is that call-in number. Grab one of those open lines. And um, and uh, also there's a text line for you to communicate a question or a prayer request, and that is 720-336-0897. But I also want to welcome all those who are listening by Radio by Grace all throughout the country, many stations. You too can give me a call at that call-in number that I just gave to you. Those who are listening online, you are listening live anywhere in the country. That number works at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Again, all open lines. Um, ask your questions. If you need prayer, let me know what you're thankful for. And um, and let's just be blessed this hour as we're together. Text line 720-336-0897. And I also just want to shout out to those listening on the Hope FM and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio in, in Idaho on those radio networks, Hope and Truth FM on the East Coast. You're a week delayed, but we get to have the conversation today, and we get to be able to um, have that conversation on the air, and then you'll listen to it next week. And so love to talk to you. Got a text uh, line um, uh, message that says, I'm thankful for all the pastors on Grace FM Happy Thanksgiving, and I'm very thankful for them as well. And uh, I just want to encourage you as we are in the Christmas season, and then as we'll be ending the year, support your Christian radio network. If you're listening to Calvary Live on Higher Rock Radio, um, you support them, or Truth or uh, Hope FM, uh, support them, or Radio by Grace, uh, support that radio network. And, of course, Grace FM here and uh, it's a tremendous blessing. I would encourage you to download the app if you haven't done that, and you'll be blessed by that on your smartphone or your tablets, and then it's available for you all the time. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, 303-690-3000, the call-in number. Uh, take a little time right now to, to give us a call and let me know what you're thankful for as well. And I'll start out by saying I'm thankful uh, for Grace FM as well, for Calvary Live. I'm thankful for all those who uh, put this show together. I'm grateful to my good friend, Pastor Ed Taylor, who has entrusted me to host Calvary Live a couple times a week, uh, almost eight years doing that now. And I can't believe how fast the years go by. And I'm very grateful for uh, the production team that makes this show go forward and um for Kevin and for uh, Frank and for Matt and, and Dennis and others, so many behind the scenes. And we're very grateful that we can be a part of your lives as we do uh, Calvary Live. And I know that it has blessed uh, tremendously a lot of people because we get feedback and and we just want to be available to bless you. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. Ask your questions or to give your prayer requests, and love to be able to uh, talk with you and encourage you in any way that we can. So we've got a couple open lines. Let's let's fill up those lines and and let's talk about the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to William in Texas. Hi, William. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very. I'm very blessed. So I can't complain. Oh, good. I'm glad you are. Thank you for calling. Well, I just thought of some oddball thing today, and it was uh, in the trip when you live when you go through the tribes, and Joseph is one of the tribes. 
And Joseph only had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Well, Ephraim is a half-tribe, and they are listed, but Manasseh is not. Manasseh takes Joseph's place because Joseph didn't have the other sons. So my question is, what is Manasseh considered the half-tribe or the, the other tribe for Joseph then? Well, he had two sons, right? And they were uh, Ephraim and they were Manasseh. They were included, uh, as you read in the book of Genesis, in the blessings that uh, Jacob gave to uh, his sons. And then Joseph was blessed. And so Joseph, when you read about the 12 tribes of Israel, really you read about 13 tribes is what you do. And people get confused when you look at the tabernacle, the wilderness wandering, when they would camp on um, each side of the tabernacle, you have the three on the east side, three on the south side, three on the west side, three on the north side, and that would include Ephraim and Manasseh. So they were included in that. Ephraim sometimes in the Old Testament is just an overall term for the 10 northern tribes. Um, and Manasseh, there was the half tribe of Manasseh on the east side of the Jordan River, then half of the tribe of Manasseh on the west side. Uh, that's another interesting um, you know, uh, thing that we look at as they came to Moses as well as Reuben and Gad, and they wanted to have their allotment on the east side uh, there before they came into the promised land. So it's interesting to look at that. And then around the tabernacle, there was the tribe of Levi. And Levi the scripture says, didn't have an inheritance. In other words, they were the priestly tribe. And um, the uh, Moses was from the tribe of Levi. His brother Aaron, Aaron's sons were the priests. And then you had the different families of the Levites who made up the Levites that did all manner of work there in assisting the priests in the work at the tabernacle and in the temple. So it's interesting to look at that. But then you can look at the allotment given in the book of Joshua, and you see that Ephraim and Manasseh, half of the tribe of Manasseh on the east side of the Jordan, half of the tribe of Manasseh on the west side, and that's how they divided it up. But it came from Joseph. So Joseph really, um, you don't really hear, or once in a while you do read it, but you don't really read the tribe of Joseph. It's either Ephraim or it's Manasseh. Okay. Okay, well, that was just what I was thinking. Thank you. Yeah, and, you know, so people do get confused because sometimes, and I'm not saying you're confused, but sometimes they wonder, is there 12 tribes or is there 13? And because Joseph had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, that that made, you know, those two included in it. And then Levi, when I said that they didn't receive an inheritance, um, in other words, they didn't get an allotment of land. And you can read through the Old Testament. You read through the book of Leviticus. The Leviticus talks a lot about the Levites and their responsibilities and the families that they had, uh, the Kohathites, the Gershonites, the Maronites, and how they were to help in the tabernacle and all this. And it's very kind of an interesting study. But, you know, while I got you on the line, William, um, I know it's getting a little bit off topic, but what I love about it is when David was uh, making plans for the temple, that he was uh, dividing up the, the Levites and their responsibilities. And it tells us that the Levites did all manner of work in assisting the priest uh, in the tabernacle. And I kind of see the Levites 
um, as kind of similar to the the office of deacon who were serving tables in the New Testament and did all manner of service. And so it's interesting to kind of make those parallels and to look at those things and then, you know, to look at the different tribes. And that's the other thing too, William, is that in the Old Testament, you know, today when we talk with people, we'll ask them, what do you do? Um, uh, what do you do uh, with, um, you know, at, at work, you know, uh, you know, what are you interested in? You know, we asked a lot of questions about that. Back in ancient Israel is what tribe were you from? What tribe were you from? You know, what family? And that was so important in ancient Israel um, as we uh, look at that. So just some interesting side notes as you ask the questions about uh, the the different tribes. So Joseph was the tribe, but his tribe was divided up and to Ephraim and Manasseh as they received an, an allotment and inheritance. Okay? Okay, well, that's really cool. I just want to thank you and Ed and everybody else that fills in on this program because, you know, when I don't have a question too often, but I love to listen to y'all and listen to other people's questions. And when I, do, when I think of something, it's like, oh, I should ask that, but then I forget. And this time <laughs> I actually ask, so... Well, I'm glad you called, William, and it's good to hear from you guys there in Texas, and you guys are now part of our Calvary Life family, and it's just such a tremendous blessing, and I hope that you have a blessed Thanksgiving. And you as well. I hope you have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving as well. Thank you. Appreciate it. Love to listen to you guys. Radio by Grace, give me a call. Uh, love to hear from you guys. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We got all open lines right now. Let me know what you're thankful for. And I just want to, again, um, as we look at the scriptures, uh, the scriptures tell us that we, uh, as I mentioned at the opening of the show, that we are to be thankful. Uh, we're to be thankful for uh, what God has done in our lives for his marvelous works. Maybe there's something um, that you just want to express that you're thankful for um, on this Thanksgiving week that God has done in your life this year, uh, what you're thankful for um, in how he's using you or uh, how he's answered prayer in your life. Um, uh, we want to be able to express that to others. And it's important for us to have a heart of Thanksgiving because it helps us in different ways. Number one, it helps us from, you know, complaining and, and murmuring. Uh, we know that as you read the Old Testament, I was mentioning as the children of Israel came out of Egypt and they came to the mountain of God and, and uh, as the God began to um, give them all the, the law, the ceremonial, the moral laws, all that, uh, they were a nation once again. They would camp on certain sides of the tabernacle. Uh, it was It's a really amazing, uh, good study. But when they crossed the Red Sea, of course, the Lord would deliver them from the Egyptians. And you read in Exodus chapter 15 how they were worshiping the Lord and gave thanks to the Lord. But soon after that, they began to murmur and they began to complain. And what happens is if we're not thankful and thankful and having a heart of thankfulness to the Lord, um, then we begin to murmur. We begin to complain. We're, we're not complacent anymore. And then the other thing, too, is being thankful causes us 
to rejoice in the Lord. And you see those two things always linked together as you read the scriptures. To be thankful, a thankful heart will lead to rejoicing. And I think about what Paul writes in Ephesians. And by the way, we got all open lines, 303-690-3000. Love to hear from you. The text line is 720-336-0897. So give me a call with your questions or prayer requests. Um, Let me know what you're thankful for. But Paul, when he's writing to the Ephesian believers, and he also would write something very similar in the book of Colossians, that he says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you see that linking together uh, oftentimes. And even Paul the Apostle, that other prison epistle that he writes, in the book of Philippians, that he writes about, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, and the peace of God, which, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Right before that verse that many of us are very familiar with, that he would write, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So having a thankful heart causes us to rejoice in the Lord. It causes us to to the you know have a song in our heart um and it also c- helps us not to be anxious uh but to trust in him and and for the lord to work that peace that passes understanding in our hearts and so uh give me a call 303-690-3000 the call in number uh got open lines and text line 7203360897 let's go to Jeff in Texas Jeff Yes. You're on Calvary Live. I just wanted to say uh, I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving and a blessed you know, holiday. I just wanted to be, uh, just let it be known that I'm thankful for the Lord for rescuing me and changing my life around. Uh, I was lived a life of addiction for 20-plus years, and um, he just recently uh, you know, made, me, made me a new creation. And I just was listening in, and he put it on my heart to call in. And um, and just say you know thank you Lord you know yeah. for uh, for blessing Praise me bless my life beyond words and I'm um, I'm just thankful for my family I'm thankful to be alive you know and be free of bondage of addiction and um, yeah and just to be uh, having him guide my life you know each and every step of the way every day yeah and that what a wonderful testimony you know you mentioned being a new creation and I was mentioning on Sunday. Um, that one of my favorite verses, Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen, is that verse that you just quoted. That as we come to Christ, behold, all things uh, pass away; we're new creation in Christ. All things become new, and, and that is is so true. And you're given a testimony that you you've come out of the darkness into His marvelous light. You're no longer oh, yeah. in bondage, you know, to yeah. to sin and to and to addiction and all that. And only the Lord truly does that in our lives. And uh, so you do have reason to be thankful every single day. Uh, you have oh, the yeah. Lord. And, yeah. So, yeah, because, uh, I mean, just, just like, for instance, I, I used to, I, I, my whole life, I, I would never be listening to this radio station. You know what I mean? I would be having it on, you know, something else, you know. But now, right. I, I, you know, I'm a truck driver, and, and, and my radio my radio stays on, on 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 like radio stations like this, where I can learn about him while I'm driving. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm not I'm 
I'm pretty illiterate when it comes to the Bible, but I'm, I'm learning each and every day and every opportunity okay. I'm driving. I'm listening to, to uh, uh, ministers like this, uh, uh, you know what I mean, on here on my way, you know, so I can take it all in, you know, because I'm learning, you know. Right. And that's so wonderful. And that's why Christian radio is so important. We're so glad that you found us. And you have a wonderful and blessed and safe Thanksgiving, Jeff. And the same to y'all. God bless. Or, Thank you. For, you too. Thank you for your ministry. Bye-bye. Bye. You bet. 303-690-3000. I got all open lines right now. Uh, I know that we're, we're busy and we're preparing for Thanksgiving. But if you get an opportunity, call me. Give me a call. 303-690-3000, the call-in number. Let me know what you're thankful for. If you got a question, or maybe perhaps uh, you need prayer, uh, because I know that this can be a time of the year as we are in the Thanksgiving that um, some people perhaps find themselves alone or maybe um, just isolated or perhaps stressed out or feeling anxious about something. I'd love to pray with you and encourage you any way that I can. So again, uh, give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. And love to be able to minister to you any way that we can and to just express uh, the thankfulness that we have in the Lord. So give me a call. Love to talk to you. Uh, about the things of the Lord and encourage you in the Word of God. And also, you know, just be able to, um, you know, just give a testimony of God's goodness and grace uh, in our lives. And so love to be able to talk to you about that. Somebody texts a question, uh, who were the other sheep mentioned in John chapter 10, verse 16? We know that those other sheep that Jesus was talking about was the Gentiles. And Jesus, of course, he said that he's the shepherd and the good shepherd and uh, he would talk about how he came to the lost sheep of of Israel. And um, and we also know that he has said, I have other sheep that are not um, of this fold. But he's talking about the Gentiles and how um, the gospel would go to the Gentiles. And that was told in the Old Testament. As you read the Old Testament, matter of fact, clear back with Genesis, the promise was made that through your seed um, and the seed uh, that is being the Messiah, that all the nations should be blessed. And you see Isaiah speaks about it. So it's speaking about the Gentiles, um, that the light would go to the Gentiles. And, of course, uh, in the early church, they kind of had to figure that all out. Uh, as uh, Peter went to Cornelius' house, Peter was really the first one that went to the Gentiles. Uh, as he went to Cornelius, the Roman centurion, he preached uh, Christ to them. They got saved. And then chapter 11 of the book of Acts, he goes to Jerusalem and, and the, the Christians, most of the early Christians, um, there, uh, at, by that time or at that time, they were Jewish believers because the gospel went from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. They were amazed that Peter went into the home of a Gentile, but they ended up rejoicing that the gospel uh, would go to the Gentiles and this thing called the church and salvation would include both the Jews and the Gentiles and light had come to the Gentiles. So Jesus is talking about how um, he uh, had sheep that uh, other sheep and uh, that the gospel would go to the Gentiles. Of course, he said, go out 
and, and preach the gospel. You're going to, um, as he said, I'm going to empower you with the Holy Spirit to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So um, that's who he's making reference to, 303-690-3000. The calling number got a couple open lines. Love to talk to you. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Michael in Mobile, Alabama. Michael? Michael? Hey. Hey, you're on Calvary Live. You're on Calvary. Hey, how you doing? Good. Thanks for calling. Yes, yes, sir. As long as I got blessed, thank you for your ministry. Uh, I just wanted to get some some thoughts on church swap. Like, I'm a a lead guitar player for the worship team from from my church. I've been attending there almost five five years now. And um, my wife recently started attending another church, which is a great church. And she's trying to pull me away from the church that we've been attending to change churches. And, you know, it's it's a really hard decision for me because uh, I feel called to do what I'm doing. And there is a place at the other church for that, but I just don't really feel. She just feels that our church is unappreciative of our service. At, at the church, and um, it's really just pulling me hard that way. And I've visited, and it's a great church, but and I also love my church. But I just want to get some your thoughts on church swapping yeah. like that after being rooted, yeah. you know, for so long. Yeah, and that that can happen. And and when you're married, and you know, here here's the the good news: you're both Christians. You're both wanting to serve the Lord, is what I'm understanding. And the question is, where is it going to be? And what you need to do, and perhaps you've already done this and you already know this, but to get together and to really pray about where the Lord wants you to go. And you feel called to the church that you've been in and rooted in and been serving. She's going to another church. But one thing is not good is that you're going to different churches. As a couple, you need to be going to church together. And I'm even hearing a little bit of a desire that you should be uh, also, uh, you know, you want to serve in the church that you're going to. So it's going to take prayer and seeking the Lord. And, you know, when I do um, talk to couples, um, you know, I tell them that uh, the roles of husbands and wives is you're to lead. You're to lead in your marriage and in your home. But it doesn't mean you can't listen to your wife. Um, that ask her why, and you have, and you've just expressed it, why she prefers that church. But the bottom line is going to be that you need to pray together, re- receive uh, the peace of God that rules in your heart where you're supposed to be, and then she needs to trust you and where you're supposed to be and uh, for you to lead in that way. And that's what I pray happens um, that if you say, this is the church we need to be, um, this is uh, where we're going to go, this is where God has us, that, you know, that's something that she would uh, be willing to submit to her husband as unto the Lord. And I'll tell you a little story. Uh, over 30 years ago, when my wife and I, Sue, uh, were um, engaged, we had a, a decision to make. Uh, we had met at a very large church in Colorado Springs. It was, it was several thousand people. Uh, we met at, um, you know, a Bible study that was there. Uh, we're 
going to be married in the church. We're getting counseling there. She was uh, rooted there uh, for many years. Uh, She was serving in the church, and I was going to a little church called Calvary Chapel. Mm -hmm. It was just just a little thing. It was probably 50 people. And it came to where I said, you know, Sue, um, this is where I'm going to go. And this is where we need to go and where God has called us. And she said, okay, I got to trust in you. And, and I pray that your wife does trust in the decision that, that you are making for them spiritually where you need to be, but to pray together and hear from the Lord. And, um, he will answer you and he will guide you, but you hear the music, got to go. Hey, let us know how it goes. All right. God bless you. Have a good Thanksgiving. You bet. Hey, we've got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Call in number, grab one of those open lines. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad that you have joined me on this Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And I know a lot of you are busy and you're preparing to uh, bake and to uh, do so many other things. You're preparing for family or friends to come over or maybe you're traveling and uh, it is a very busy time of the year, very special time of the year. And uh, But if you got a little time, give me a call. And uh, we got an open line, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado with you. And I'd uh, love to talk with you, encourage you uh, to pray with you if you got a prayer request. That text line is 720-336-0897. And uh, if you call, let me know what you're thankful for. Uh, as we've been talking about that, a few people have called in and uh, just given a wonderful testimony of what they're thankful for and um, how God has blessed them in their lives and uh, freed them from sin and the world and all the darkness that's out there and junk that's out there. And so I'd love for you to be able to call in and tell me what you're thankful for as well. So we've got plenty of time in the show. Grab one of those open lines or text me a question or a prayer request or let me know what you're thankful for uh, as well. And we'll take the text questions and messages that come in uh, as we have time in the show. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Rhonda in Aurora. Rhonda? Rhonda, are you there? Rhonda wanted prayer for a young addict. So we're going to go ahead and and do that. Rhonda, are, are you there? Okay. Let's go ahead and pray for Rhonda. And, and uh, she wasn't able to hold. Uh, but Rhonda uh, has asked for prayer, Lord, for this um, individual that is a young addict. And I pray that you would just be... Um, you know who it is. You would work in them and freeing them from whatever addiction it is. And Lord, I just pray that you would uh, free them from the bondage they're in, uh, from the harm that is being done to them, uh, to their body. And Lord, that you would just um, touch them, 
and minister, bring the right people to them to help them to follow through. But we know it's ultimately you that frees us um, and brings healing and brings freedom. And Lord, I pray that you would do that. Uh, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Deborah in Cleveland, Tennessee. Hi, Deborah. Hello. You're on Calvary Live. Hey, I just wanted to, I listen to your show every day. And Good. I just wanted to tell you that what I am thankful for especially this year. My mom passed away earlier this year, and she had no life insurance. Mm -hmm. And the Lord made it possible for me to get her buried and have her funeral paid for in four months. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss. It's fine. She's in a better place than we are. (laughs) And, And yeah, and you can be thankful for that, right? Yes, I am very thankful for that. She's she's with my dad now, and, yeah. and they're both happy. You know, the Bible says um, that, Deborah, that we don't grieve as though we have no hope. And we do grieve. And when we lose a parent, I've lost my dad. Uh, my mom is, is elderly right now, and um, just just going through difficulties and, and it's hard to see and it, it's hard to watch her um, and how she's afflicted by dementia. Um, but I always remember this, that we have a living hope through his resurrection. It's not a dead hope. It's yeah. a living hope. And that's what we hang on to. And that's why Paul says when he's talking about the resurrection um, that, that, wow, you know, um, we don't grieve as though we have no hope and we do have hope. We grieve and uh, hang on to that hope and you're going to see them someday. Uh, You know, I look forward to when we're all together and um, in heaven with the Lord and it's going to be a glorious time. But in the meantime, on this side of eternity, the separation is temporary, but it's hard and and it's sad and we have sorrow. Uh, But this Thanksgiving in everything, as the Bible says, you can be thankful that they're with Jesus in his presence and um and you'll see them um when you go home to be with the Lord. Yes. I'm I'm waiting for that day. And I'm glad you found us. And if you need prayer, um you call. If you um you know, as you minister, I'm grateful that you're being blessed by listening to Calvary Live. And I just want to pray for you. As Father, I pray for Deborah. I just pray as she's thankful. Um, that you provided for her to be able to give a funeral to her mom, to be able to to have a proper burial. And Lord, um, even though this Thanksgiving is going to be be hard and um, because her mom is missing, that we know that we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, and Lord, I just pray uh, that you would comfort her heart and Lord, that she would uh, just hang on to the living hope that we have in Christ And, Lord, that you would just, um, in this Christmas season, continue to be grateful and have joy and a peace that passes understanding. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. You have a good Thanksgiving. You Uh, bet. Absolutely. You too. Thank you. Bye. 
303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Wendy and Mobile. Hello, Wendy? how are you? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you for calling. Okay, good. I'm trying to shorten this story. I've been married to a man for 23 years and faithful. I can't say that he has been. He has not been. But I met him in church, and I was serving the Lord before we got together. I thought the Lord had given me somebody to serve with. And mm-hmm. it actually became the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, if I get attached to a church, he, didn't, he all of a sudden didn't like it, pulled us out. Yeah. So the last time that happened, he pulled, you know, I am the man. I'm supposed to find the church. So I sat out of church for probably a year and a half. Suffering. Mm-hmm. My heart was suffering for the Lord and the things of the Lord and the people. And I waited on him to find the church like a man's supposed to. And yeah. he um, never did. So I decided, well, I'm going to go to a little church down the street. Went to the little church down the street. Went there four or five years. And now I'm going to another church, and I have not told him because I don't want him following me and ruining it again like he has. It's been 23 years. I've watched him. I know his M.O., and I know what he's going to do. And uh, he pulled me away from this church 15 years ago, and I'm going back to it because that's where I wanted to be. So basically I'm married by myself, seeking out a church home, trying to find my place, although I carry guilt and loneliness. Because I am married, and I don't have that, and I'm alone. I'm alone, yeah. so it's kind of yeah. tough. And I'm so sorry. Yeah, and I'm so sorry, Wendy, that you've gone through. It sounds like a a long journey with your husband, and and uh, the Bible says not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. And then you're weighing that against, you know, where the husband is the lead to wife, and um, and I'm sorry that you're in this situation to where you're desiring to be in fellowship and, and, um, you know, and to move forward in that. But, um, I'm just going to pray for you and you're in a place of waiting and prayer. And, you know, hopefully you can get some, you said you're alone and I don't know all your situation. It's, it's, um, this isn't the place right here on the radio, but if you have opportunity to have some fellowship with some other women, uh, to get godly counsel from the pastors, um, to have that opportunity just to, uh, to help you and encourage you and, uh, to where you can get the help and, and, uh, that you need and support that you need right now to get godly counsel because there's safety in the multitude of counsel and to, to be able to be encouraged and instructed and prayed for in, in the body of Christ. And you're longing to be in fellowship. So I pray that you have that and that you can find that, and that you're in a place of, of not only you, but having other people to pray for your husband, that the Lord will touch his heart and change his heart, um, and to, to come back to truly know what it means to lead and to guide um, in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. So, Father, I just pray for Wendy. as She's hurting, I can tell, and years of, of just difficulty and um, anguish, and, and Lord... Uh, I just pray that you would intervene, that you would touch his heart, that you would minister to him, draw him to yourself, 
And Lord, that he would come to know what it means to truly lead the role of a husband in a godly way. And Lord, that you would just help her to to get some support and prayer and encouragement um, from the church that she is going to, even though she feels alone. And Lord, that um, you would work in this situation and um, that you would just um, bring restoring and, and forgiveness and healing in every way that needs to be done. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Be praying, Wendy. You bet. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. I believe we got a couple open lines. The text line is 720-336-0897. And, um, you know, one of the things I always encourage uh, people, um, and particularly as you are seeking to get married, is premarital counseling is so important, first of all. But I give advice to a lot of um, young ladies that, as Paul would say in the book of Acts, that you know what manner of man I was in all seasons. And and don't be afraid to take all seasons, to get to know somebody, and and to take your time and to, to really get biblical counseling and to take the time to see if they're going to really lead you spiritually and um and just a little word out there maybe to somebody that I, that might help or if you're considering married somebody for those of you who are married and and you're in that situation um to get the support of, of other ladies around you wives or men other men and to seek that counsel that you need is so important and um and just wanted to to let you know that God wants to work in your marriage and he he desires to bring um, that healing or the togetherness, and um, but it can be hard. It can be very difficult. These are real things that people deal with. Let's go to Gloria in Texas. Gloria? Gloria, she is saying thankful. So, Gloria, are you there, Gloria? I am. Hey, you're on Calvary Live. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. Go ahead. Okay, I just wanted to say that I am thankful for his grace and that I was able to stop what I was doing and I was now I'm really listening and he's holding on to me and I can feel it. He's not going to let me go. And no. every day I feel closer to him and I'm thankful for that. And I Good. wish that my family could feel that too. Yeah, and you keep praying for them, Gloria. It's wonderful. His grace is so incredible. And one of the things that we've been studying on Sunday mornings is the book of Galatians. And and Paul's bringing them the gospel of grace, the unmerited, unearned favor of God. And and I'm so grateful for his grace. You know, without grace, we have nothing. And um, you know that uh, we can come to him um, in faith. And we're uh, a son a daughter of the true and the living God. We have the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father, and just, you know, put ourselves to where he lives in our heart, Paul writes. I'm dead to self. I live for him, and the spirit of God is in my heart, and that's what you're expressing. You know, I feel closer to him every single day, and and that's my desires for um, those that I teach and those that I get to minister to, um, is that we would really just come to know him and walk with him and enjoy him and live in that grace that he has for us. Because when we live in that grace, 
it means that we're free to live for him and we're free to to live in that newness of life uh that we get to enjoy because we identify with Christ and um and just to walk in the spirit and it is a wonderful thing but you keep praying for those uh that are around you and may you just be a light um, in truth, and your countenance show the love of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I just want to pray for Gloria's family as she uh, is very thankful and has expressed it for your grace. And um, and Lord, just the closeness she uh, feels um, to you and knowing that we're in your hand, she's in your hand, and um, she'll never be plucked out. Uh, she belongs to you. She has the spirit of adoption, a daughter of the true and the living God through Jesus Christ. And I pray that she would be able to minister to her family this Thanksgiving and Christmas season, that they would see the love of Christ from her, um, the joy, the peace that she's expressing. And I pray that you would draw them to you in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You have a good Thank Thanksgiving, you. Gloria. You bet. You as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then that text line, once again, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Betty in Maryland. Betty? Yeah, I'm here. Beyond Calvary Live. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Can you tell me... um, Exactly. What did Jesus mean when he went to the rich man and said, go sell everything you have and come follow me? Yeah. That's, that, that, he mean that today? Like, go sell your house, go sell your car, and go into mission? And... Yeah. And that's what it kind of sounds like, you know, is as the rich young ruler came to him, um, that rich young ruler, he had everything that the world would look up to, right? Um, he was rich, he was young, he was a ruler. Matter of fact, he's the kind of guy that anybody would love to have at church (laughs) to be a part of your church. Um, and so it seemed like he had everything that anyone would want. And he comes to Jesus and he said, what must I do to have eternal life? Um, what must I do? And I think he understood that there was something that was missing. There was something that wasn't right. Even though in the world's um, eyes, he had everything. Uh, He had everything that anybody would ever want. And as he says um, that, uh, you know, what must I do to enter into life? Um, And Jesus said, keep the commandments. And then he said, I've done this. I've done this. What do I still lack? Which I find interesting because he still lacked something. He knew something wasn't right. And Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have, give to the poor, and you have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So Jesus was not saying that you had to go and sell everything that you have um, and then come follow me to have eternal life. Because as he would give his possessions away to everybody else, then they would have to give away everything and follow Jesus and um, right. to have eternal life. He was pointing out something that was wrong in this rich young ruler's life, and that was there was covetousness um, that his possessions possessed him. And Jesus is telling something very important for us. 
and that is that he's to have preeminence over everything. And Jesus went on to say that it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, you know, it's it's difficult. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished when he said that because the religious leaders would teach that if you were wealthy, then you, you automatically, that's God's blessing, you're going to be saved. They said, who then can be saved? And Jesus said, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And, and in other words, we can't save ourselves. With God, it's possible because he sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross. But there was a problem, and that was his possessions possessed him and his heart. And he wasn't willing to let Jesus be the Lord of his life and of his heart. And that can happen today. And that's one of the tragedies of the prosperity, you know, gospel uh, that has gone out is that it gets people to focus on and prioritize the material, the physical. Um, and the kingdom of God is not about that. And it's not wrong to be rich. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. But if God has blessed you with riches, we are called, whether rich or poor, to be good stewards of what God has given to us. Because we go through the scriptures and we know that Abraham was rich, wasn't he? And he was a friend of God. We know that David was wealthy, he had a heart after God. Solomon, he was the wealthiest man that ever existed, and he had the wisdom of God. We know that Joseph of Arimathea, the one who carved out a tomb and then uh, would let uh, would bury Jesus in his tomb that had never been used, that he was a wealthy man, but he had a heart for the Lord. And the thing is, is that Jesus to have preeminence over everything in our lives. So he's saying, there's a problem here. You said you kept the commandments. There, there's something here that you need to do. You need to come and follow me. And that means that these possessions and these riches that are possessing you are keeping you from actually believing and following after me and having a heart for me. You need to go and sell it. And, you know, I tell people, if there's things in your life that is keeping you from, from fully following after the Lord, maybe it's something you need to pray about and, and to seek the Lord about if you need to get rid of that thing. But we as Christians, we don't live for, for riches. We live for him. And, um, and it's sad to see the prosperity, you know, gospel, which is not the gospel, uh, just, um, deceive so many people into thinking that uh, what it means to be spiritual is to be wealthy and to plant your seed feed, uh, you know, your seed faith money and, um, you know, God will bless you a hundredfold in just the false teaching that comes with it. So that's what Jesus was saying to him. I see. Okay. So if we don't tithe, that's, is that sinful if we don't tithe? Well, God wants us to give. We're told in the scriptures when we give. Uh-huh. And, and a tithe is what, you know, we see in the Old Testament, a tenth is a good model for us. The the guideline that I see in the New Testament is this, that we are to give cheerfully, we are to give freely. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. And he was talking to the churches of of um, of Achaia to, to look at the example of the churches in Macedonia, that would be Philippi and Thessalonica, those churches who had given, they gave out of their poverty, 
They gave out of, you know, being persecuted. They gave freely and willingly, and that's what we are to do, whether it's a tithe, uh, whatever the case may be. But um, we are to give to the Lord. And it's the one area in the book of Malachi where the Lord says, test me in this area. Test me in this area when you give to see that when I, I open up the store uh, houses of, of heaven, I'll bless you. I'll meet your needs. So we are to give to the Lord, and he desires for us to give. But it's very important that we give with the right heart and that we give freely and willingly and cheerfully to the Lord to invest in the kingdom of God. And that's what Jesus was saying to the rich young ruler. He says, come have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And um, and uh, as we do that, we're investing in the things that will last for eternity because everything that we have in this world is going to go away eventually. But what we do for Christ, that's what's going to last. And uh, Paul even writes about in the book of Philippians, as we speak about Thanksgiving, one of the reasons he wrote to those believers is because they supported him. They were from the, the that area of Macedonia, and the church of Philippi supported Paul. And he says that the fruit that, that abounds for my ministry is added to your account. In other words, you're going to be rewarded and blessed for that. And and we need to keep an eternal perspective that we are to invest in the kingdom of God and the things that have been entrusted to us. And there's a whole lot in the scriptures about, you know, being good stewards of what God has given to us um, that, you know, um, that we're to invest in the kingdom, store up our treasures in heaven and um, and to know this, that where our treasure is, that's where our heart will be. And, um, and if our heart is towards the Lord and the things of the Lord to give freely and willingly, we're going to be storing up our treasure in heaven. I, you know, here at Calvary Chapel at my church, uh, I've never asked for money. I never asked for money in 27 years. We have boxes in the backs and I'm not saying that if a church takes an offering, that's wrong. It's, I'm not saying that's wrong at all. Uh, but I've, I've made it to where people can give freely and willingly. And if they give grudgingly, um, then you need to have a heart check and, um, and to know that as we do, we're giving to the Lord in the work of the Lord and, um, finances are part of giving a sacrifice of giving to the Lord. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, Pastor. Thank you so much. You bet you have a good Thanksgiving. Hey, let's go to Renee in Denver. Hello. Renee, you're on Calvary Live. Hi there. Thank you. I I was just driving home from work, and I happened upon your channel, and um, just really touched me. I, um, I've been an atheist for about eight years now, and just uh, used to be a believer, and was very strong in the faith, and um, a lot of bad things happened in my life. And I'm, I'm you know, so since sorry. Becoming an atheist, I, I, um, life feels like it turned around, and it's like, why would God allow bad things to happen if you know if He's real? And but I just realized, like driving home and hearing your you know, just hearing your prayers and how empty I feel without him. And you know, Renee, though, yeah, go ahead. You know, and I don't mean to interrupt you because you're really touching my heart with what you're saying. And I want you to know this. 
that God is real and he loves you. And I don't know what you've gone through, but as we have two minutes here, I want you to know this, that he desires for you to come back to him and his love will never leave you. And as you call out to him, he'll hear you. And I think what I'm hearing from you deep down inside, you say you're an atheist, but I think deep down inside you know that there is a God. And I don't know what you've gone through, and I'm so sorry for the pain and the difficulties that you've gone through, but I do know this, that God desires to draw you to him, and he's saying to you to come home, and that he desires to, once again, to show his love to you, and for you to know that he desires to work in your life, and that his promises are true for you. And that's what I pray. And I pray that you would just reach out to us and um, and just continue to listen and to know this, that his love remains even in your struggle and even in your difficulty. And, Father, I just pray for Renee. She's found her station. There's, it's no accident. And I pray that she would know that you're real and that, Lord, you love her. She would come home to you and call out to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Renee, will you do that? Call out to him. You know, his forgiveness and grace is with you. And he says to you, I know my thoughts towards you, the thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Okay? You keep reaching out to us. Thank you, Pastor. I really appreciate your prayers. Okay. And you you, you give me a call anytime that you want here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. And we'll be happy to pray with you. Okay. All right. God bless you, Renee. So grateful. God bless you. We ran out of time. You guys have a great Thanksgiving. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.